0: Hello, and welcome back to the Sustainable Brown Girl podcast. This show exists to provide representation for women of color in the environmental space, to highlight their stories, and to educate the masses about how to be more eco-friendly every day. From gardening to thrifting, minimalism to veganism, sustainable business owners to influencers, environmentalists to activists. We are all on a journey to taking better care of our bodies and our planet. I'm your host, Ariel Green. I don't think it's any secret that I'm not vegan, but as a former vegan, I surely believe that we should limit our meat intake for the health of our bodies and the planet. If you want to learn more about my vegan and vegetarian journey then listen to episode 47 of this podcast. In today's episode, I'm chatting with Monique Coach, host of the Brown Vegan Podcast and blog. We talk about tips on going vegan, why representation within the vegan community is important, and how to deal with family and friends who question your veganism. Also, if you like this episode, then you should also go check out the episode that I did with Monique on her podcast, Brown Vegan. The link to that is in the show notes. But before we get too deep into that, I want to remind you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's super easy to do on any Apple device. Just search for Sustainable Brown Girl Podcast and be sure to follow if you aren't already. Then scroll down to the review area, and I'm sure you want to leave a five-star review, so go ahead and do it. It really helps us with getting more people to discover the show. Be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, and I will feature it in an upcoming episode. If you're not already, be sure to follow Sustainable Brown Girl on Instagram and use the hashtag Sustainable Brown Girl to be featured on the page. I love seeing what everyone's up to, their sustainable swaps, their outfit and spo. So I love sharing that on Instagram. Also, if you have a few dollars to spare, please consider becoming a Sustainable Brown Girl patron on Patreon. It really helps to keep the show going on a consistent basis, and you'll get access to some exclusive content. A link to the Patreon page is in the show notes. As always, your support is greatly appreciated. Today's featured sustainable brown girl is Monique Koch, also known as Brown Vegan on YouTube, Instagram, her blog, her blog, and podcast. Through her platform, Monique shares family and beginner-friendly vegan tips and recipes for folks who say they could never go vegan. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Yes, Ariel. Thanks for having me.
0: Yay. So... Um, I'm sure you've told this story a million and one times, but for people who aren't familiar with you, um, tell us like how your vegan journey began.
1: You know what's funny? I actually have not told this story a million times. Oh, <laughs> the reason I say that is because I'm usually interviewing people. I don't okay. usually let people interview me.
0: Yeah. Well, I thank have you the nerve, for nerve, privilege.
1: I- yeah, I have the nerve, but I told myself for 2022, I was going to let people interview me. Nice. So, um, It may be a little rough, but I'm just, the bottom line is I decided to become a vegan after being a vegetarian for two years. So I became a vegetarian in 2008 and I never, ever, ever, ever thought I would be a vegan. I just really didn't have any interest in it. And honestly, I didn't think I would ever be able to do it because in my mind, vegans only ate salads and drank smoothies. They didn't have any fun, no flavor. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I tried it at one point, I would say in 2008. And I did it for about two weeks. And I was just like, yeah, this isn't for me because I had no idea. And I think that's a struggle for a lot of people. They kind of want to do it. And then they're like, but what what is there to eat? So um, in 2010, I read a book called uh, Sister Vegan by Breeze Harper. Mm -hmm. Uh, Are you familiar with that one? No. Yeah. So basically, it's just a collection of stories from other vegans from all walks of life, Black women, and they just share their experience of being vegan. And it was the first time that I saw veganism as something that truly resonated for me as a black woman. Cause I was just like, up until that point, I had never saw us represented in this. And so when I decided to become a vegan, it was so important to me to, you know, have a YouTube channel, a blog, all of those things, because I knew that if I felt like this, other people probably did as well. So I was just like, okay, what can I do to make this lifestyle not only sustainable, but fun, and it doesn't take away from who you are. And I thought, Mm -hmm. I think that sometimes that's a concern for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's basically how I got started. It was um, for ethical reasons, um, protest factory farming. As Mm -hmm. I did the research, the environmental reasons came up and, of course, the health reasons. But initially it was all about um, animal rights. But, of course, as we evolve in our journeys, we learn more, we do more. And so that's where I started.
0: Right. Wow yeah, that representation is so important, you know, because when when you don't see people who look like you within a community, it's hard to see yourself in it sometimes.
1: Absolutely. yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So, um, well, I like we like I was kind of mentioned before we got started, um, I have, I grew up vegetarian. For like I, we started being vegetarian like when I was five years old until like I was maybe 10 or so and then we started eating chicken and fish and turkey again and so from then like up until like I was maybe 24 25 that's you know that's what I ate i say like I've never really had beef or pork maybe I did before five but like in my you know since then right it doesn't count <laughs> so so you know like you know so I've I've I'm familiar with veganism and vegetarianism and like since you started like in 2008, like I know that there hasn't been, it's grown in popularity since then, but um, like back then it was really rough to be vegetarian, but
1: actually, it, well, in 2008, I don't think so because, yeah, um, you know, not to be a vegetarian, to maybe right. be a vegan because I became a vegan Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vegan. But vegetarian, I mean, cheese pizza, whatever. It was always yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't
0: want it. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's what I meant. I meant vegan. Um, yeah, because like back then, like in the 90s, when when my family was vegetarian, there was like maybe silk soy milk. There was no oat milk, you know, no almond milk. Really, it was crazy. But anyway, um, in 20 2012, my husband and I watched it and we were like we're going to go cold turkey. And we were vegan for almost a year. And what really threw us off was the holidays. And, you know, like just having to be around family and like explain to them. And that's what really messed us up. So what are some, like, what are some things that you would tell people who want to be vegan or vegetarian, um, but just like you said, feel like they can't do it?
1: Yeah. So I think, The first step is to get clear about why you want to do it in the first place, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. it's so easy to, like you said, watch a documentary or read an article and you think you want to do it. But if you're not clear about why you want to do it, it's very hard to kind of maintain it, just like anything else. Right. Yeah. So I think that's the first step. And I also like to give people permission to baby stuff their way into it. So for me, because I was a vegetarian first, I think it did help me when I decided to become a vegan because I was already not eating meat. Now, of course we know dairy is a whole nother (laughs) ball, a whole nother situation, but I think that it did help me a little bit by starting with a vegetarian because it kind of gave me the confidence to build on. So I think that's a good start And also, I think it's important to take some of the meals that you enjoy now and think of ways to make them vegan. I think that's an easy start, especially with like all of the options that are out there these days. I mean, the sky is the limit, because I know when I started, we had like cardboard cheese, you know.
0: (laughs) Right. Exactly. Now there's
1: so many different options out there. So I think it's important to just give yourself that grace and Mm -hmm. you don't have to jump into it overnight. I mean, it will be great if you do, but if you don't, that's okay. Just keep building on the momentum from all of the little things that you do daily, like switching out your milk. Like you mentioned the silk. That's a great one. Switching mm-hmm. you drink dairy now. You buy dairy milk. You could start switching that out. There's like five right. or 10 different types yeah. of milks. Probably about probably more like 15 these days, <laughs> different uh-huh. types of milk. You'll find something you like and, you know, switch out your butter. Things like, like the little steps, they really do matter.
0: Exactly. Yes. Um, What are your thoughts on the, I don't want to say artificial, but the meat um, substitutes, you know, like the Beyond Burger and all that. What do you think about those?
1: I think they're important. Yeah. Because I don't think that there's a segment of the population that would never be able to have a Black bean, who will never enjoy a Black bean burger, Mm they will never enjoy quinoa. So if we can do what we can to reduce the impact on the environment, the impact on factory farming. And in so many ways, I don't think those things are necessarily healthy, but I'm sure they're better than (laughs) meat, you know? So I think that they're necessary. Um, I personally try not to eat it like every day or anything because it's so easy to do that because they're so convenient, but um, they're definitely necessary. So I don't have any issues with it. I will say that sometimes when I come across things, I'm just like, I don't know if I'm going to eat that because what is that? (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like what? Anything in particular that you can think of? Oh,
1: I don't know if I want to say the name because Okay. I don't know. Okay. It's one of them. That's a major one that I still haven't tried yet. Okay. Yeah. Actually, no, that's not true. I've tried it in a restaurant, but I haven't tried it at home mm-hmm. because when I see it in the store, I'm just like, I don't know. It's yeah. so <laughs> but I don't want look, but I don't want to trash them because um I may try them and like them. So I don't want anybody to hear this and they're like, wait, okay. but you so mm-hmm. you come across things like that too where you just kind of like, I don't know if this is for me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, there have been some things that I tried. Like, for example, um, as far as you know, sustainable swaps go, mm-hmm. a lot of people recommend the wax wraps, like the wax, like it replaces like um Plastic wrap, oh yes, and they're made out of like yeah beeswax, and I just I don't love them, but some people love them, but it's just like it's just not for me. <laughs> it's just so, yeah,
1: like that, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, and I mean there are some vegan meats too that I've tried and I don't like. There's um, well, okay. Simple Truth. Do you have Kroger near you?
1: I don't. You said oh, Simple okay. Truth. That sounds familiar, though. Is that their brand?
0: Yeah. Yes. Okay,
1: I've seen it before, yeah.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. So they have these um, chicken nuggets, you know, like meat replacement chicken nuggets, and they are, like, the best ever. But pretty much any other uh, fake chicken, I'm not a
1: fan of. Have you tried Daring? Daring Foods? They're chicken. No. I think they're really good. Now it's, okay. it's kind of pricey. I, I think it's, like, $7 for okay. a pie, and you don't get, like, a ton. Mm-hmm. But it's really good. Like, I remember the first time I had it, I was like, wait a minute, what is it? <laughs> This texture, they capture the texture really well.
0: Yes. Of course,
1: you know how it is with chicken and things like that. You just season it and get, you know, what you want from that. But yeah, I think that's a really good one. So if you see them, you should definitely try them.
0: Okay, I will. Yeah. But like you said, I think that um, meat replacements are, they definitely have their place, especially if you're a new person who's like, you know, just wanting to get into veganism or vegetarianism, it's a, it's a great way to kind of make that transition, right? It
1: yeah. Is. I see people all the time. They'll say, because I get DMs from people and they're like, okay, I want to try this or that. What do you recommend? And then mm-hmm. they'll come back to me and they're like, okay, that's really good. So what else do you have? So yeah. it's like one of those things where you have to kind of find out what works for you, but you don't have to feel like you need to do what everyone else is doing kind of thing. You can like figure it out. Yeah, I just think certain things, certain products, you just want it to be as close as possible. Like for me, I want my ice cream to be very close because that's like one of my favorite foods, you know, but you also have to go into it and know that this is going to be like a new experience and everything is not going to be what you're used to. So you just have to mind for sure.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's trial and error. You know, you get to try different things and see what you like and what you don't like.
1: Exactly. Yep.
0: Yeah so um um oh shoot what was i gonna say oh okay so like i was saying before we were vegan for about a year and Mm -hmm. then we just slowly like transitioned back into eating meat and that was you know like six or seven years ago now and when i think about going vegan again or even vegetarian but i'd rather go vegan because i know that i can do it Uh but um you know, I just feel like things have changed, like mentally, because when we were vegan, then, you know, like we were young, like we just got married, we were broke. So, so, you know, like we, we were making struggle meals, and it was okay for that time. But now I feel like my palate has changed. And I'm like, Oh, you know, like, I want to, I, I, I can't go back to doing what we were doing before. So for someone, you know, who Who's a little adventurous, but doesn't want to eat salads all the time? like what <laughs> what types of meals and stuff do you suggest to people?
1: Yeah, you know, because that's another thing. Sometimes when people say that it doesn't get boring, mm-hmm. big, if you don't really cook a lot, it can get boring. yeah, big. so if you, like you said, want to be more adventurous, I just always think about. What is it that you really enjoy and how can you switch those ingredients out to make yeah. it? that's like the first step. Right. Also just be open to like looking at I know, I know the library isn't like <laughs> a place where people necessarily go these days, but yes. I want like to go because what you do is you go through it and you just flip through cookbooks and yeah. you get so much inspiration from there. Yeah, that's true. I also love services like I always talk about it, um, Green Chef and Purple Carrot are so helpful because they do make you feel like you know what you're doing in the kitchen when you start those and i just have and i also say youtube like go on there and see what other people other vegans are cooking it will give you some inspiration and i also like to look at um cooking network Mm. um what is it food network excuse me the Mm -hmm. Food channel i like to look at their youtube channels because even though they don't cook vegan it helps me get the juices going, you yeah. know, like, you think about, okay, how can I put that, put this together and put that together? So yeah. you just have to really be open-minded and um, just commit to putting one new thing in your grocery cart every time you go to the store. And okay. You, know it, you can build on it. Like I use a software called Trello and yes. I just collect different recipes and ideas in there. And then when I need some inspiration and I'm tired of eating soup again or chickpeas again, cause Cause I get busy, so it's just easy mm-hmm. to put on like some uh, chickpea stew or a soup, or put a garden burger in the oven or something. It's like because I will get busy, so right. I think it's helpful to just first add something new to your grocery list and be open to just trying that new thing. Don't go home and let it sit in the back of your refrigerator and get moldy. Yes. <laughs> go home and try it. You know how that is. You know, Ariel. Oh yeah, girl,
0: please mm-hmm. all the time. <laughs>
1: So yeah, you yeah, to be really open-minded. You really do. Yeah. And it's so funny because I'm saying that about how sometimes it can be boring, but a lot of times people who aren't vegan are eating the same thing over yep. and over again, but we don't talk about that. They're eating broccoli, rice, and chicken. They eat mm-hmm. that chicken cake, they eat it fried, but it's the same damn chicken every time. Yeah. So- <laughs> It's, it's just, it's hilarious when it's vegan, like different, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's so true. That's so true. And the uh, idea of using one of those meal delivery services, that's a really good idea. Because I, um, I use them, you know, not vegan or vegetarian, but it did help me improve my cooking skills. It gave me more, you know, ideas for recipes, like ways to cook things. So yeah, that's a great tip
1: so helpful. Yeah, it really is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so let's talk more about being vegan with a family. You know, like I said, my husband was the one who watched VeggieCated and came to me and had me watch it with him. But this guy was the biggest carnivore. Like he would, his dad would barbecue and he would pile his plate full of meat, like all the different meats. So he had no
1: No sides, just all the meat. Yes. (laughs)
0: Yes. Yes. So it was so surprising that he wanted to, you know, be a vegan. So, you know, it was an easy transition for us since he initiated it. But for someone who, you know, is with a partner who is kind of against it or, you know, not excited about it or they have children, what, you know, how do you work with that?
1: Yeah, that is so tricky, you know, mm-hmm. and that's the reason why I, I thought it was so, so important. I just remember saying to my ex-husband because we did it together as a family. So my ex-husband yeah. and my boys and I remember saying to him when I first first started and I'm learning everything. I just said, I have to talk about this stuff. <laughs> like I have to share this because the, the family dynamics is just so different from trying to be a single person or even in your situation where a spouse, cause you were open-minded to it. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Having, of course. Right. And having mm-hmm. a spouse that isn't like all of that is just something that isn't really explored enough. Right. And I feel like it's so easy cause we were just so happy about this transition that we just talk about all of the good things, but mm-hmm. the truth is your family can make or break this. Yep. <laughs> So I think a little bit of my advantage is that my youngest son was five when I decided to do it. So, of course, he knew about McDonald's and all of those things, but he hadn't been eating all of those things long enough to really uh, Mm -hmm. make a difference. My oldest son was eight, though. So Mm -hmm. he was just kind of like, what and why? (laughs) And I think that it kind of was a little different because before then I had been a vegetarian for two years and it didn't affect them at all. I still cooked the same foods and I just ate the sides and the, or I would make myself a veggie burger, but they were still eating chicken and all of those things. Yeah. And so <laughs> having a family on there was, it was just very different. But the only thing, the, the thing that kept us going is having some of those replacements, like having the field roast sausages, having some of those Garden vegan chicken strips and things like that. Cause my kids, We're still getting the things that they loved, but it was just a plant based version of it. It was a vegan version of it. So they could still have hot dogs or, you know, they could still have corn dogs and french fries and all of those things. But it was just a vegan version of it. So um, I would say that the consistency is what made a difference. Like, I think they didn't push back as much after a while because they realized that this is something that I really wanted to do and it wasn't Mm -hmm. going away. So it was just like. What feedback can I get from you so I can make this food good?
0: Okay, yeah. <laughs> That's
1: how I approached it because it's so easy to get jump into it and be like, like, no, everybody's doing it. And I did have those moments. I had those moments where I'm just like, I'm not cooking nothing else. This is uh-huh. a <laughs>
0: child. Yep.
1: But at the same time, after a while, getting their feedback just made it so much easier. You know, I want to have pie this week. I want to have cake this week. How can we, yeah. do that? you know? So yeah. Yeah, it, it takes time, but it's worth it.
0: Yeah. About how long did the transition
1: take? With the family? Uh-huh. It was like two years, girl. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. Um, and I know that sounds like a really long time. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't because, I mean, that time is going to pass anyway, right? Right. So it wasn't, my kids were never vegan when they were younger, but they were right. vegan at home. And so mm-hmm. to me, that was good enough you know, mm. setting that foundation at home. But I would say, I know two years sounds really long and maybe it wasn't that long, but it, I feel like it was about two years. And when I say that two years of like, I can make meals and put things together and no one is questioning anything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. eating the food during that two years, but it okay. was a lot of trial and error, especially that first six months. So, yeah.
0: Mm. yeah. I see. And <laughs> so- now are they completely vegan? No. Oh, okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But but they're very vegan friendly, and for there was a point. My oldest son is twenty, and for a moment, I would say for about eight months or so, he was. But he's not right this second. Like I notice he goes kind of goes back and forth. Mm -hmm. That's fine because he knows what to do when he does decide to go back. And to me, that's what's important. Like giving them the information, giving them that foundation, and then they can figure out what works for them. Um, And that's. I think the most important pe- part that people should do instead of giving it so much pressure is like, what can I do to make this delicious and easy for my family? Mm-hmm. So they do decide to do this, that they can later in life. And yeah. that's how I'm looking at it. I'm, it's not the most popular.
0: Thought. No, but. I love that. I love that. And, you know, like how I was saying earlier, too, offline, that I'm biased when it comes to, you know, like veganism and stuff, because sometimes it feels like it has to be all or nothing, you know? And people can be very judgmental if they feel like you're not doing it right,
1: you know? And I just ignore all of those people because I hear it all the time. I'm just yeah. like, I have blinders on. I don't even hear it anymore because I, I believe, I'm sorry, I cut you off, but I know. Gotta- <laughs> But the point I was going to make is that I think that the people that I'm really trying to help understand what I'm saying and it resonates with them. And that's all that matters to me. If you're already vegan, I'm amazing. I'm so glad, yes. but I'm not here for you necessarily. I'm here for the people who are considering this, especially black p- women, especially black people, yes. but especially black women. Cause I know mm-hmm. that we do a majority of the cooking and we make majority of the family decisions. So if yes. I can give you this information and make it accessible and it doesn't take away from who you are as a person. I've done what I'm supposed to do. I can't worry about what the vegans say because they, girl, they come for me. Some, it's okay. not too bad. It's not too bad. But it, there's been moments where I'm just like, oh, <laughs> maybe I should log off a little bit. <laughs> oh, no. Right. Yeah. It's ruthless sometimes. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, yeah. So, but I, I think my skin is a little thicker now. So it's just like, because I'm very clear about my purpose uh, and who I'm. Right.
0: Yeah. Right. That's awesome. So um, you you said that you're mainly um, wanting to help black women transition to being vegan. So what has been your experience with that? Like, how have you seen how veganism is um, uh, talked about or, you know, uh, reacted upon within the black community?
1: Oh, yeah. A lot of us, I think. (laughs) You can only imagine, right? We're like. Mm-hmm. I feel like my family, especially my family in the South, they're like, "Yep, what and why? <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think there was a point in my journey where I was really sensitive about it because I just knew how important it was. And so I would kind of shut down when people would come to me. I would be more defensive. And now I think I'm a a lot more open-minded, meaning I'm open to the criticism. And I also I'm here to help the people that are interested. So I think overall, like the people online who aren't vegan, who come to me are like so cool. You know, I can give them information, we're good, but sometimes I think it's like the people (laughs) that are the closest to you who are just like, yeah, why would you do a thing like that? So I think that just goes to show that there needs to be more education about how everyday people can do this. Because unfortunately, at least my I'm sure you have the same image of veganism being um, a blonde woman who's single, who makes a certain amount of money, lives in LA. You don't really see the everyday person embracing this. So it's important for us to like continue to put ourselves out there so that people can see that representation. But Sometimes push back, but often it's um, people are just curious about it yeah right
0: yeah and like you said in the South like it's very. Um not, not a popular idea. I live in Atlanta, so.
1: Oh, but see, you're in a black Mecca. Y'all are the black vegan Mecca down there.
0: (laughs) Oh girl. Yes. There's, there have been an influx of vegan restaurants and stuff. So it's been amazing. But, um, but yeah, like, you know, within the family, you know, like on a smaller basis, it's not so much, but, um, you know, there, there are so many alternatives that, you know, that you can vegan you can veganify like almost any recipe. So for example, my aunt, um, I have an aunt who's vegan and she gave me a recipe for vegan collard greens. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. It is so good. Way better than, you know, like turkey. I've never had ham hock because, you know, I told you I don't eat pork, but <laughs> turkey, it's way better than turkey. Went, turkey collard greens. Like the vegan... I make it for fun, like so often, like I don't even wait till Thanksgiving.
1: (laughs) I love it. So what is it? What's in it? What did she say? It's
0: just vegetable broth, onion, bell pepper, and jalapeno, and then um, I put like red chili flakes in it. So it's like, you know, it's spicy, but it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's simple.
1: Yeah. It, it sounds simple. Yes. And yeah. that's what you know, right. <laughs> right. Right. So
0: you know, there's ways to enjoy you know cultural foods, and in a vegan way. Um, do you do you have any particularly uh, like you know traditional recipes that you've vegan fied?
1: I love macaroni and cheese. Uh huh. So in cornbread. I have some good recipes for both of those. And it did take some time though, cause I've tried, yes. and that's another thing. It's important for people to be, don't come across a recipe and it doesn't work. And you think, okay, that's it. You gotta, you gotta keep trying. Yeah, definitely. You gotta be willing to do that again um, in another way. So yeah, I love cornbread. I love mac and cheese. I love vegan fried chicken. What do you
0: use for the chicken?
1: So I haven't done it in a while. Uh-huh. but when I used to do it I used to use the garden one it's not it's the one that doesn't have like any skin or anything so it's not the tender's what I don't know what it's called I don't remember but basically I wrap it in rice paper mm. double batter it and then deep fry it mm. I haven't done it in a while so the rice paper makes it really crispy on the outside Yeah. I got that recipe from Roberto Martin years ago he used to be um, Ellen chef I don't know if he still is but When he came out with his book years ago, I was like, oh, that is genius. So it has like the tender and delicious in the inside. And it's just crispy on the outside because of that rice paper. It is just, it's good. I haven't had it in a while. Yeah. That's my, when I do make it, that's the one I like to make.
0: That sounds good too.
1: Hot sauce.
0: (laughs) Of course, got to have that. (laughs) I'll have to get your uh, mac and cheese recipe too, because I haven't tried a good recipe yet.
1: Yeah, it's actually so it's not my recipe, but uh-huh. I share it because it's the one that I love. It's OK. The, um, it's the one from Veg News. I think it's called the world best vegan macaroni and cheese or something like that. So mm. I just play with that recipe, you know, OK, adjustments, but that one is really good. Yes.
0: OK, yeah, <laughs> I'll look that up. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, another question I have about I have for you is about vegan versus plant based. What is the difference?
1: probably the wrong person to ask this. Okay. Okay. (laughs) But no, the reason I say that is because, okay. So I think, because the the reason I think I'm the wrong person is because I feel like there's so much confusion about what the difference is. Right. So I guess the plant-based is the diet. You're strictly about diet. And I feel like there's also leeway in there for you to have eggs and cheese and things like that in plant-based. Because I think the goal is to eat as many plants as you can but you also allow room for the other things if necessary. Okay. Um, and veganism is definitely about the ethics. So it's just being mindful in your food, cosmetics, clothing, those type of things. So it's the ethics. It's mm-hmm. definitely more than a diet, but in my mind, plant-based is um, diet. And it, and it right. throws me off, especially when I'm in the grocery store because there's so many brands jumping on the trend that you'll see something and you open it, you look on the front of a box and it'll say plant-based. And so in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, plant-based is likely vegan. Uh-huh. The truth is these days, if not, you flip it over, there's dairy, there's eggs in it. Wow. <laughs> so you just have to like, I always remind myself that the front is the advertising and the tea is on the back. Like the details, the real is on the back. You know?
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, I think that that is, because I see different definitions of it as far as plant- right. Vegans, but in my mind, one is diet and one is ethics.
0: Right. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking too. And then also one thing that I thought about plant based versus vegan is that I feel like people who say that they're plant based do sometimes still have dairy, and they may even occasionally have meat from time to time. Oh
1: wow! See, that's
0: I, that's my assumption.
1: I never even thought about the meat part. I just always yeah. thought that it was more. Oh wow! See. I told you I'm the wrong person president. Well, No, no, I, this is my
0: guess too. That's like, i am we're having a dialogue. We're okay. not saying that, you know, I'm right or whatever. Cause that's like, that's just what I think. Yeah. But I could be wrong about that. But I feel like sometimes people who say that they're plant-based, you
1: know, mm.
0: may may indulge in some things every that now
1: and then. Yeah. And that's the thing, it's like the the titles, that alone sometimes is just like a lot, you know? Yeah, Because you kind of right. feel like you're confined to this box yeah and sometimes like we talked about before about the all or nothing some people won't even try because they're afraid that they can't say that they're one or the other or they're a vegetarian or pescatarian they feel like they can't say anything so they don't try at all yes the progression is always more important than not even trying anything
0: yes exactly (laughs) yes i saw on your website that you put progress over perfection
1: always yes i always believe that and you know and and it's so funny because um sometimes people because i am a vegan people are like well i'm sorry i can't eat this in front of you or Mm -hmm. i can't say this and i'm like no you you be who you are and in my mind in my mind when they say that i'm like okay so that means that they're even they're starting to think about it that to me is important like you're thinking because a lot of times Mm -hmm. we go through our whole lives and we don't even think of other options we go yeah. on how we grew up eating and my mom and everybody else always did it this way and i'm going to continue to do it this way but planting seeds is just just as important to me as um somebody just being vegan like if i plant the seed and i help you in any way that's just is important
0: and you can be yeah it.
1: yeah so. <laughs>
0: exactly i love that um and it, so when you were talking about your story at the beginning, you mentioned that, you know, you you aren't just in it for the health benefits, but you also care about the animals and the planet and stuff. So, um, like, tell me, you know, tell me more about that. Like, what is what is your perspective on the on veganism as like a sustainability and animal rights issue?
1: I feel like that's the basis of the entire movement. It really is. Mm. Um, the health is definitely important, but. When you start to learn about, you know, the factory farming and just how how devastating, like, meat and dairy is to not only our planet, but to other living beings, it's just like, why do I want to contribute to that if I can't? If I can avoid a contributing to that, I don't want to. So it's interesting to me, like, as far as being an environmentalist. And I it's funny because I don't really consider myself one, even though I'm sure people probably would consider me one because... Yeah. This is the ultimate way to show how much you believe in the planet and how much you know that this work is necessary. Yes, what, what can I do to make sure that the generations are great here for my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren? So that's what it means to me is just like the ultimate. And sure we can, you know, recycle, but I think the, the ultimate goal is to reduce, mm. reduce our consumption. And I love beautiful things, I love pretty things, but I also know that what I take away from the world and what I take away from the planet and resources contributes to everyone else. And I feel like sometimes we think that we're too small and we don't really make a difference, but if we all didn't think like that, we will make a difference, you know? So yeah, I think the environmental part and the animal rights, of course, are the center of the vegan movement, absolutely. Yes. (laughs) Yes. No brainer.
0: <laughs> yes. I love that. Um, one thing that I wonder, you know, cause I know that factory farming is, you know, it contributes a lot of, you know, greenhouse gases. Yeah. Um, but what are your thoughts on if we were able to eat or, you know, have access to meat that's like more local, say you have like it, you know, have it once or twice a month, but it comes more locally. Do you think that that would be better?
1: I go back and forth. And I think the reason I go back and forth is because I don't really have enough education around it. Yeah. So in theory, like just hearing what you just said, yes, absolutely. That makes the most sense. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, well, it just takes, it still takes a lot of resources to feed. That's true. Yeah. Or Yeah. Or whatever you're eating, the beef, you know, so it's so much cheaper and it'll always be cheaper to eat beans and rice <laughs> yep. so, yeah. yeah I mean once or twice a week a month is nothing compared to people who eat it every single day so if you can yeah. reduce that's amazing right you know, that counts. right yeah
0: so. yeah I think the other issue with the with that would be you know if you care about the animal rights and stuff you know you don't want to see animals being harmed and then that would also kind of not make you want to allow that (laughs) yeah yeah
1: absolutely absolutely yeah
0: yeah so anyway Monique it's been such a pleasure chatting with you um tell everyone where they can find you online
1: yes well first of all Ariel thank you for making this very easy for me because I use Incaster too I love the software but I never turn the camera on because (laughs) you should do it Girl, no, I'm i like recording my podcast with a bonnet on and chilling. Like I, this took effort for a second. I'm like, oh no, now I have to get dressed. Oh no, you look
0: amazing. Thank you for making the effort. Always
1: really get dressed, but you know what I mean. I do, yes. Well, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. I really appreciate you having me on. So, um, your listeners can find me at brownvegan.com. That's my blog and. brown vegan everywhere so my youtube channel my podcast my instagram are all brown vegan
0: yes yes please go follow her listen to her podcast she interviews some amazing women about uh you know being vegan and everything so um and Oh shoot, what was, I was going to say something else. Wow, I totally lost my train of thought. Probably but I, I started talking about clothes
1: and, and
0: camp. Yeah, oh <laughs> <Sorry>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, no, and no, you were, also too, you started a series on your podcast about your credit, so that's been really interesting.
1: Yes, Ariel, like, so I started notice. that because, um, I feel like, because wellness to me is not just food, and a lot of times people can't eat well or do well in that area because they're struggling when it comes to money in you know just overall wellness mental health self-care all of those things and so i think that's a component and i think i think it's so important to to have more candid conversations about all of those things so that we can eat better because they all go together like if you if your money isn't right you're probably not eating right if your mental health isn't right you're probably not eating right so yeah that's why i decided to start that series
0: Yes, that's great. Yeah, I feel the same way about sustainability. It's not just all about the environment, but it's, you know, encompasses a lot of different things. Um, And with that being said, what does being a sustainable brown girl mean to you?
1: Oh, God, I was so nervous with this question. I was hoping you were (laughs) going to get it. No way. So maybe, I don't know, I might be overthinking it, but to me, being sustainable is, is happiness. Is that weird that I'm saying? No. That? So it's being okay for where you are in all of the areas that we just talked about. So a level of like being content, I guess. So eating well, showing up for others, showing up for ourselves and just thinking beyond our small situation, like thinking beyond our, our families, thinking about, Everything as a whole, so, and people and other people, so, I don't know. Yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: that's great.
0: No, yeah, no, that's, I don't know. I was so afraid for this question because I was like, I have no idea. No, that's okay. I... <laughs> That's a good answer. Thank you. Thank you so much. Really, it's been a pleasure talking to you. You've inspired me to want to make more of an effort to reduce the amount of meat that I'm eating and hopefully get back to being vegan one day. But yes. Thank you
1: so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Yes. Thank you. If you want to keep the conversation going, follow us at Sustainable Brown Girl on Instagram and Facebook. Check out the website at SustainableBrownGirl.com and send any questions, comments, or topic ideas to podcast at SustainableBrownGirl.com. Be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends about your favorite episode. Donate to Patreon if you can, and be sure to watch the full video interview on YouTube. Until next time, let's continue to make better choices for the health of our bodies and the planet.